Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. All right, take two on our intro here. Uh, I had a really cool introduction for Chelsea Nelson, retro dietitian, but I'll, I'll shorten it this time. But uh, we've gathered here today to talk about hair loss. I think it's a big question yeah. pre-surgery. Like, hey, I am contemplating having surgery, but I've heard about hair loss. That's right. Or I've had surgery, and now I'm experiencing some hair loss. So 10,000-foot view. Chelsea, jump into it. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've talked before a little bit about hair loss and, you know, the 10,000 foot view is that it doesn't have to happen with surgery. You know, it's not a guarantee, uh, but I think practically speaking, you know, you know, a friend who's had surgery or a coworker and it's like, oh man, like their hair is so thin or they lost so much hair. And so a lot of people are concerned about that. Um, I, you know, people are embarrassed to admit that, but I don't think you should be embarrassed. Um, you know, your hair, sometimes it's a little bit of a security blanket. And I will say even, I mean, men and women are both asking me this question a lot before surgery. And so I kind of just wanted to take a dive into, you know, maybe what are some of the causes of hair loss after surgery so that you can know a little bit better how to prevent it. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we go through, we'll probably talk about this, but I think there's a difference in the type of surgery uh, Mm -hmm. you have, what your risk is there. uh, And I think the, you know, how you approach you know, before you start losing hair and then mm-hmm. what you do in response has a lot to do with your outcomes. Absolutely. Would you, would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, when you look at the history of weight loss surgery and the, just the different surgeries are out there and how, how I saw people in follow-up, I saw a lot more hair loss with gastric bypass patients. Definitely. And mm-hmm. I think any surgery where you're manipulating absorption, so the duodenal switch, the gastric bypass, uh, there's a few other funky ones out there, but we don't do them. Right. Um, you do have to draw more attention to that. Like with the sleeve, we're not manipulating absorption. So as long as you're kind of paying attention to what you're taking in, yeah, what you're taking in, and you know the I think the the gorilla in the uh, corner is is stress. Yeah, what do you what do you do in your body? How are you recovering? Um, I tell I tell people this when your body gets stressed it starts eliminating the things that it does not seem to be necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body could care less about your hair That's and right. your nails. That's right. <laughs> and for women, that it's is a probably thing. a big thing. Right? Absolutely, guys lose hair if you just shave it, go bald. <laughs> uh, but women don't tend to want to do that. No. So, um, so what is your kind of generalized advice? Let's start pre-surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so I think it's important to know there's kind of four main reasons why you have hair loss, okay? Whether it's with surgery or not, four main reasons for hair loss. Number one, nutrition, and I would kind of just pare that down to either protein, 
and or vitamins and minerals. Okay, so that's the main one. And then you've also got stress, like you mentioned, and then we have hormonal changes that will also cause hair loss. So pre-surgery, I think the best thing you need to do is optimize your nutrition. Yeah, you know, make sure you're meeting your protein goals um, and then go ahead and start on some sort of a vitamin supplement, a vitamin and mineral supplement. We've got some great ones in our store, uh, but something so that if you are low in some of those things like zinc, for example, is one that uh, you can, if you're low in it, you can see hair loss. Um, so the zinc, vitamin D, your iron, things like that. If you're low in those before surgery, get started on a supplement that can help you raise those, but then also make sure you're getting those things in your diet. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we won't, we'll save this for another venture, but uh, supplements versus food. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, the the problem to me is like if we supplement things and we don't get them through, our, and, and so I'm not arguing against supplements. I'm saying they're the, the way food is raised and made now, like they're almost necessary. And if you're not taking something, then you'll be low on something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we see a lot of deficiencies coming into surgery. For I mean, sure. Probably the biggest ones are, you know, B12 folate, iron, vitamin D. Mm-hmm. What else do you see? That's the, those are the main ones. Yeah. Like those are the top four. Yeah. Have you met a person that's not vitamin D deficient in the panhandle? Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, Caitlin, our receptionist, hers was a 50. Oh, well. I, I mean, she's I'm doing pretty pers- good. I'm, so, you know, I, I've talked about my vitamin D journey. I got it to 100. <laughs> It came back red on the labs. It's too high. But yeah. since then, you know, I've read about vitamin D. I think I don't think they've really documented like a toxic dose. No. Well, and it's not consistent either. I think it's person dependent. You know, some yeah. people when their vitamin D gets to 100, they do have those like brain fog type symptoms, but mm. other people don't. So I don't think it's necessarily like a so everybody just, thing. I'll just tell my wife when I'm having the brain fog and forgetting to do things around the house. It's my vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. And then when she yeah. gives you the vitamin D, then you have no excuse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we were talking about vitamins and nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we want people to prioritize getting as many of their nutrients, as many as their vitamins, as many as their minerals from food, mm-hmm. which means selecting well-sourced food, which means selecting foods that haven't been fortified or enriched Mm-hmm. With added vitamins, right? It's right. just how it was, yeah. How it was raised in nature, I guess you'd say. How it was Correct. designed, yeah. That's how it was designed to get. But if you're you're short and you can't get it through your diet, which is is common, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adding those appropriate supplements because you're you're gearing up for battle, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going into surgery, I'm about to endure an assault or an insult, both, uh, both <laughs> on my body, it's going to stress it. Mm-hmm. So if I haven't tuned up, if I haven't trained, if I haven't, just like any battle, you're going to have a higher chance of losing it. For sure. Uh, when it comes to hair. Yep. And we're not talking about anything that's detrimental here. But, <laughs> right. Uh, but hair, like I want to do everything I can at going into surgery to prevent this after surgery. Right. Is that Definitely. your thought? Yeah, that's my thought. And kind of along with that, you know, like talking about like that battle. And so inflammation comes into the picture there. So you can also, you know, do a really like anti-inflammatory diet, you know, get plenty of those like dark leafy green veggies, get those good healthy fats, um, you know, your good quality meats. Um, so getting those like anti-inflammatory foods. But if you don't get those a lot in your diet, then supplement them with a good quality, you know, omega-3 or fish mm-hmm. oil. Yeah. And going, I keep going back to the, the vitamins, but you know, uh, there certain, certain makers are, are more natural. They're mm-hmm. getting from natural, 
uh, some are completely manufactured. Absolutely. Right? And that's hard to know. I mean, you just kind of roll up into United and it's overwhelming. That's not even a vitamin shop. Like go to like. Yeah, like know, natural grocers or yeah, drug emporium. Something that's got like an overwhelming amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most of those are coming from like what, four labs? Right. Yeah. Yep. And just, just has a different yeah, label just on it. just has a different label on it. Absolutely. Uh, but the ones that are saying, hey, I, this omega-3 is from marine algae harvested and. Blah, blah, blah. This part of the ocean. Yeah. And you kind of do have to be a good consumer on that if you want to find a good quality one or know somebody who's a good consumer uh, and they can tell you. But um, you have to do the research. Most companies that I would buy from are just going to be very transparent about their sourcing. So we really like the Nordic Naturals brand. Um, and then we also have Metagenics products, which are also mm. very well sourced. So those yeah. are two that I always trust. Thorn is another one. Yeah. And so go good quality. Don't just pop into Walmart and buy the first omega-3 that you find yeah and we're still looking for sponsors so if uh, any of those three <laughs> makers hear this and want to <laughs> yeah sponsor us, email uh, me chelsea at panhandledsurgical.com <laughs> okay and then now you guys can email her at that too that's right yeah, yes yeah. you're always welcome to email me you yeah. guys can email me anytime okay uh so we kind of covered pre-op i'm gearing mm-hmm. up for this this battle and you know while we're on this uh just to talk about going into surgery i think there's kind of two approaches to surgery uh, from a dietary standpoint, there's those people that like we start talking to, they start incorporating, they start changing. And then there's the people that are gearing up for the food funeral. That's right. Right. By I, the way, I keyed that term many years ago, but I didn't really. <laughs> I should have done it legally. I could have made some money off of it. Yeah. Well, you should actually turn that into a, in a little side business. Like yeah. The, the food, food funeral. funeral. That's right. So if you're going to have it, let us, let us, uh, <laughs> let us procure <laughs> it, let us procure it for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm never going to be able to eat this again. I'm never, which is a mm-hmm. horrible mentality. Right. Um, so don't, if you're out there, you're getting ready for surgery and you're eating all the Doritos you can and, uh, all the pizza because you think you can never have it again. Right. And you're having the last supper. Like yeah. it, Yeah, it's a mental battle, I think, you know, and I think the important thing to note is that you can have it again, right? Mm -hmm. Does it necessarily fit into your goals? No, probably not. Yeah. But you're going to be able to have it again. Yeah. I talk to all my patients. I'm assuming you like there's nothing on a banned list. I mean, there's uh, right after surgery, there may be things that bother you like, hey, I ate a big Mm -hmm. piece of bread and it kind of hurt going down. Yeah. Uh, Don't do that. Um, Please don't. But long term, you know, with most of these surgeries, you can eat anything mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, not meaning you should. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'd be lying to people and, and people would be lying to themselves if you said, hey, I'm just never going to eat pizza again. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you stay away from pizza? No, uh, I don't. Pizza is yeah. my favorite food. <laughs> yeah. I have a general <laughs> philosophy on pizza. I don't eat it often, but when I do, it's you eat the good stuff. really good pizza. Yeah. What's your favorite pizza place? Um, in town? Well, anywhere. Anywhere. My favorite, limited Amarillo. Okay, my favorite pizza place is a place called Locatelli's, and it is in the Houston area, and I think also in the Northeast somewhere. Yeah, my favorite one's in Houston too. Frank's Pizza downtown. Oh, the I've never greasiest, been to Frank's. Nastiest, <laughs> pre-Astros watching. There you go. Yep. Locale that uh-huh. I know in Houston, uh, and I know the owner. So if sweet. you guys ever want to get down there, tell them I said hello. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not that we're promoting pizza, but if you're going to do it, <laughs> Go. get some good stuff. <laughs> that's right. Get say, the good stuff. That's say gonna, no to the dominoes. Say no to the... Yeah. Whatever is going to make you not want it tomorrow also. Yeah, for sure. Get your fill. And don't take it home either. That's right. Yeah. Eat it there. That's right. 
Okay, now that we've talked about pizza and <laughs> probably doesn't fit into hair loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so. so after surgery, you know, optimize your nutrition there too. Um, I think we're going to do a podcast fairly soon on kind of how we would maybe do the liquid diet. I think Heck that's yeah. really the first step is like, okay, what are you doing during that liquid diet? Yeah, just protein shakes 15 times a day. <laughs> He's joking. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You know, I, I've been recently, you know, kind of trying to find an overarching theme and how to explain health and wellness to people, like a one-liner. Mm-hmm. What's your one-liner? And I'll give you mine. My one-liner of health and wellness. Um, I would say, gosh, you got, well, you got to attack it from every angle. It's one line. That, okay, that's, that's it. I gave it to you. There we go. Got to okay. attack it from every angle. Oh, uh, my, my one-liner has turned into, you've got to align your body with your brain. And what I mean by that is your, uh, your body does what it has to do to survive till tomorrow. The, the hormonal responses, the inflammation, the stress responses, whatever's going on in your body, your body's doing that to make sure that you are alive tomorrow. Survival technique for Mm -hmm. reproduction, right? We got to make sure we live long enough to re you know, reproduce and keep the, keep Keep the going. going, right? That's right. Now your brain is thinking, I want to look good in my bathing suit, or I don't want to be a diabetic, or I don't want to have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. But your body doesn't particularly agree with that. Sure. Right? So to to lose fat, to get healthy, you've got to do everything. You've got to give the body everything it needs, mm-hmm. right? Nutrients, minerals, vitamins, you know, just any everything. And you have to control stress and you got to sleep to convince your body to not be in storage mode. For sure. Right? Because you can be in one of two. You can be calm Mm -hmm. and ready to burn fat or you can be stressed and storing fat. Those are are the two options in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And they can't happen at the same time for the most part. Right. So going into... I've had surgery. I've I'm inflamed because I had surgery. I got some antibiotics, so that's really, mm-hmm. you know, kind of jacked up the gut microbiome. Uh, I'm recovering. I've been stabbed five or six times. I'm <laughs> sore. I'm taking these medications. Mm-hmm. So recovery and getting back into the health and wellness component is going to be your best way of not losing hair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the easy part of that is the protein. I for I think people don't really struggle with that. Yeah. Vitamins, I don't think people really struggle with that. But the sleep and the stress management, I would probably put stress as like the number one that people struggle with after surgery. Yeah. And I'd say also we don't we don't take if we do see hair loss and I, I don't have an exact percentage. I think it's less than twenty percent. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Well, hair thinning. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. And I always tell people hair thinning or like minor hair loss is really, I believe, inevitable just based upon what I see from patients. Mm -hmm. Everybody will have that. The timeline is different, but most people that's going to be around the six month mark. And then the thing is, is that hair grows in about a three month cycle. Okay. So any hair supplement out there that you're going to take, they're going to tell you, you've got to take it for three months before you'll see results. And overall, that's pretty accurate. Not a sales technique. Not a sales technique. Okay. No, nope. I've asked my dermatologist friend from college and 
hair goes in about a three month cycle. All right. Mm -hmm. So during that three months, let's say, you know, at six months post-op, you start seeing some hair thinning. Um, about nine months post-op, if you're doing what you should be with these kind of four things, you know, your nutrition, your protein, your vitamins, your stress and your hormones, like, you know, managing those as best you can, that hair is going to start to come back after the three months. So you're not going to have like bald spots, mm -hmm. you know, but if you are struggling in those four areas, that's when you're going to start to see that significant hair loss. And the significant hair loss, I would say for sure is less than 20% of yeah. people. Yeah. So I was right. Yeah. You, you, were, <laughs> you, you got were to throwing, clarify though, because here's the thing, thinning hair is still hair loss. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, one, one thing that brought, brought uh, like highlighted this to me about the stress, the inflammation causing hair loss was COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but my wife got COVID and she started losing hair and, you know, kind of a, oh man, what's going on? Right. And it's like, hey, you've got to get back on top of the inflammation. Mm -hmm. You've got to reduce it. You've got to lower yeah. the stress level in your body. You've got to eat right. Um, and then it stopped. Yep. Right. Exactly. Um, three months later. Uh, it was about a three month cycle. Like she's every, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the shower, you're like, man, who, right. who what is going on here? <laughs> who got the scissors in here? Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of slowly just goes away. And it, you know, like you said, it's a cycle, three yep. months, I guess, mm -hmm. for, yeah, three months ish. Yeah. Um, what other tips and tricks? So, so what? Uh, so talk about Nutrafol. Nutrafol. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Nutrafol, we started carrying um, here in our store when COVID was really big, and we were getting a lot of people with COVID hair loss. Um, and it's for the same reasons. Uh, you know, it's number one, your nutrition may not be optimized. Two, stress. Three, inflammation. So Nutrafol is the supplement. It's pills um, and. It's expensive, but it really works. I was skeptical in the beginning. So I, I didn't, saw you before and afters. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to take my second before and afters because I actually didn't take my original befores, which would have been an amazing transition. But you have pretty hair now. I, yeah. I do. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Uh, but so it's something that addresses all of those causes. The Nutrafol has the protein or the collagen in it. Mm -hmm. It has the vitamins that are related to hair loss. And then it also has some herbal supplements that are going to help with inflammation as well as the hormonal changes that you can mm -hmm. see. So even those guys are like, hey, we can't just give supplements. We've got to control inflammation and that's stress. Right. And exactly. Okay. So and that's why it's the whole package. Yeah. And that's why it's expensive because it's kind of an all in one, uh, but it really does work mm -hmm. and it addresses all four. And there's different phases too, you know, so Nutrafol, we use just kind of their generic products. Um, but let's say you're experiencing hair loss for reasons other than surgery. You know, they've also got uh, products for women who are going through menopause or women who are postpartum. Uh, so different products like that. Oh, even for men, we've got men's Nutrafol as well. So uh, the difference in those products is just those herbal supplements that are helping with the hormonal aspect of it because those hormones are different depending on which phase of life you're in. Yeah, I don't want any more estrogen. So. <laughs> uh, I really don't either, if we're being honest. Well, what do you what do you think about my hair? Would, would I benefit? Uh, Am I thinning? I mean, I think your hair looks it's pretty uh, thick. I don't yeah. know. Okay. How often do you get a haircut? Ah, uh, well, not as often as I should, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like once every six or seven weeks. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I, f yeah. I feel like maybe you got a little thinning at the temples. Yeah. Well, that, that's the, the, it's the haircut. I've, I've been debating that lately because <laughs> uh, I do the, uh, you know, the you shaved the, hard and part. And the side over, yeah. uh -huh. it goes so, over to the side. Yeah. Both my grandpas had tremendously 
long, white, flowing hair into their 80s. So I feel like genetically You're I'm good, so it's on me. Well. So if I, if I screw it up, it, I did yeah. something. I don't, I don't see you as being someone who has okay. thinning hair. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be white in like five years, though. <laughs> ponytail, uh, are you going to go for that eventually? Oh, yeah. The, the goatee, uh -huh. half goatee, white yeah. ponytail. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'll probably have a Harley by then. <laughs> Quarter life or not quarter life, uh, three quarter life crisis. I don't know. Yeah, I'm living to 120, so yeah, okay. I'm only a third of the way through. Okay, so maybe half midlife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything to wrap up, Chelsea? Um, no, I think if you guys have questions on you know hair loss and stuff like that, you can also look to other people, you know, and see kind of what they did, um, what they've experienced, and you know, just set yourself up well. Do the supplements, do a good diet, manage your stress, and do what you can with also you know, setting up those hormones well. What do you say? Sorry, I thought that was going to be the last question. I thought of this one. Uh, what do you say to the people that are, you know, they're on Google, they're looking at weight loss surgery, they got a friend, some hair thinning. I'm not real sure I want to do that weight loss surgery because I'm afraid of hair loss. Mm -hmm. like, I always you, tell them, number one, it, you can basically prevent it. Um, or you can get it back. Uh, but number two, I've never met anybody who's regretted surgery for any reason, um, but especially not for the hair loss. You've never met one person that regretted having surgery? I have not. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. Let's Hopefully they don't come out of the woodworks <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> uh, so patients that I've worked with now, I've met plenty of patients who are, uh, I don't know, like I would call it kind of got butchered a little bit. Gosh, I hate to say that, but <laughs> yeah. you know, they had a really bad surgery. They had a bad experience. Um, so, okay. Some of those, but I've never met anybody that I've worked with with surgery at outstanding bariatric clinics. Like ours? That do a, yeah, like okay. ours. Yeah. That's right. That do a great yeah. job. Who's regretted surgery? Yeah. Well, just because it was kind of scary, you mentioned butchered surgery. That, just to clarify, that's not our patients? That is not okay. our patients. Right. No. These are ones, you know, typically you go to Mexico maybe. We'll yeah. give that as a pretty good example. Yeah. No, it's out there. I mean, uh, all surgeons are different and the quality you get is different and mm -hmm. um, not to take in a different direction. But if you're considering weight loss surgery, you know, all surgeons are not created equal. That's right. Um, Do your research. And specifically, and this is the last thing, is I think there's two types of bariatric surgeons out there, or weight loss surgeons. There's, uh, I'll give you my philosophy. I want to deliver a quality, safe tool that puts you in charge uh, that minimizes any type of long-term side effect. Mm -hmm. Now, is that everybody? Is that every surgeon? No, no, 100%. A lot of surgeons believe, not a lot, some surgeons out there, believe that you could never do this on your own no matter what. So the mm -hmm. surgery is going to save you from yourself. Yeah. So they're going to give you... And that's where you get in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. I've yeah. worked for some of those before. Yeah. Just to clarify, not here. Not here. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't currently work for any of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so when you're looking at... Now, I don't know if anybody's listening to this podcast. It's not our patient. But if you're out there and you're thinking about, um, you know, I'm going to do this. I need to find a surgeon. I mean, there are philosophical differences in technique. And if you want to know, just go sign up for an ASMBS meeting and hear them argue about all the different techniques how out there. How to do it. Yeah, how to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> Always avoid those sessions. <laughs> um, well, good. All right. Well, hair loss. That's right. Come by our store. Check out our supplements. Yeah. We got, and, we got you. And Chelsea gave her email out earlier. So right. if you have questions. Only just, if you know how to spell Chelsea, though. Oh, well, Ooh. we do have a website. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. All right. Have a good day.